Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is May the 11th, and our reading comes from John chapter 6. I want to highlight two important verses. First, Jesus tells them, beginning in verse 44, For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and at the last day I will raise them up. The simple thought I want to highlight there is that evangelism, sharing our faith, really is a work of the Spirit. So again, we've mentioned this recently, but our goal, our job, our responsibility is not to win an argument. It's not to convince people that we're right. It's not to convince people that Jesus is the Christ with our words. It's to trust that the Spirit of God is working in our life, in our testimony, in our relationships as we follow Christ Our light is shining and giving light to the world, just like Jesus. Jesus didn't come and go around debating theology with everybody. He came and loved and served, and he looked for those who the Spirit was drawing to himself, and he gave them the truth. And that's basically what we do. We allow God to work in us. We are with Jesus. We're becoming like Jesus. And now we're loving and serving the people around us. We're building relationships and we're looking for people that God is drawing, who are just open hearted, who want to hear our story. And we're looking for opportunities to give a witness. I was in a lunch today and a man was talking to me about some struggles he's been dealing with in his marriage. And it gave me an opportunity to share my story, to be a witness, to talk about how God met me in my marriage crisis and some of the things that we're learning now and how we're getting counseling now and to share several things just to encourage him and to try to build his faith and to give him hope and to point him to Jesus. That's what it means to be a witness. And when we do that, the Spirit of God works through our witness to to draw people to Christ. And so that's how we win our friends and our family and our coworkers and our city to Jesus, loving and serving people, being a great friend, talking about our story, talking about what Jesus has done for us. And when we do, it points people to Jesus and the Spirit of God works through our life witness and through our words, our testimony to draw people to Jesus. And then I want you to notice this. On the other hand, in verse 46, it says, At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted Jesus. Now, isn't that interesting? Jesus has fed the 5,000, a big crowd comes. Well, the next day, they all show up again and probably brought some friends. Jesus just tells them plainly, you didn't show up today because you want to know me. You came for lunch, right? And so he begins this whole conversation where he says, I am the bread of life. Just like in the Old Testament, 
manna came down from heaven, that the Israelites were able to go out and to get some every day, which is so important. Again, that's what this podcast is about. Before I begin my day, God has something to say. Well, at the beginning of every day, they would leave their tent and go out, and on the ground was manna that they could pick up, and it was the bread of life. They would eat it and live. It sustained them in the very same way. We get up every day, and we open the Word of God, and the Word is the bread of life. I love what Jesus says in Matthew 4.4. 4. We don't live by bread alone, but by every word that is proceeding out of the mouth of God. And that's what Jesus is describing here. And he says, listen, I'm the true bread. That bread that Moses gave, it would feed you for the day. But if you eat the bread that I'm offering, you will live forever. And he's describing the sacrifice he's about to make. He says, my flesh is the bread. And soon he's going to die on the cross. His body will be broken. His blood will be poured out in order to purchase our salvation for our redemption. And Jesus says, if you receive that, you receive life. And the people just couldn't really handle that. In fact, they started asking the question, this is a hard a hard saying. I mean, who can eat this guy's flesh or drink his blood? That didn't even make sense. Who talks like that, right? And they begin to desert Jesus. Here's the thing that just comes to mind. When the crowd began to fade away because Jesus was telling them the truth, Jesus said this, listen, the flesh can account for nothing. In other words, you can't earn or work your way into a relationship with God or into heaven. You have to receive it by faith. It's a work of the Spirit. You have to be drawn by the Spirit and converted by the Spirit and sanctified by the Spirit and eventually glorified by the Spirit. It's a work of the Spirit. It's not a work of the flesh. Well, when he was telling them the truth, the people got discouraged and they left. And here's the thing that just stood out. Jesus didn't run them down. Jesus didn't say, hey, wait, 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 wait. He didn't change his message in order to build a crowd. And I think one of the things that we have to be careful about is that we live in a culture today where everybody wants to see how many followers they've got, how many fans they've got, how many likes they can get, right? And Jesus just was not very concerned about that. I think we have to be careful about that. On one hand, we've got to love and serve people. And on the other hand, we've got to share the truth. This is certainly true for us as a church, right? We can't compromise the truth in order to draw and keep a crowd. But it's also true for us personally. We can't compromise the truth so that our culture likes and approves of us. In fact, Jesus said, listen, they hated me. They're going to kill Jesus, right? And he even kind of raises the question, if they hated me but love you, what does that mean? Jesus suggested that because we follow him and because we're becoming like him, just as he was rejected, at times we will feel rejected. And I think sometimes in American culture, we think being a Christian is just being nice and making sure everybody likes us. And if they don't like us or agree with us, then we kind of feel like, well, now we're being unchristian. And that's just not true. Remember, Jesus was full of grace 
and truth. And we've got to do the same. We've got to be full of grace. We've got to love people unconditionally. We've got to love people in their imperfection. We have to serve people. We have to humble ourselves. We don't want to elevate ourselves above others. We want to take the low seat and serve and love and bless the people around us. But we also have got to deal with people in truth. In fact, we're going to get to this in a couple of chapters in John 8. Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth is what will set you free. So we've got to love people enough to give them the truth. In fact, let me say it this way. We've got to love people more than our own ego and image, more than our own comfort. And the truth is so many times we're afraid to deal with people in the truth. And it's not because we care about them. It's because we don't want to experience rejection or we don't want to be hurt or we're afraid of how we're going to be perceived. And if we're not careful, we'll even find ourselves kind of apologizing for Jesus or apologizing for the truth. And Jesus just never did that. He was okay if people reject the truth. He, he never violated their will, and he never compromised the truth. And so we have to learn to live in that same tension. We got to love people. We got to serve people. We got to be gracious. We need to let our light shine. We need to allow our life to be the fragrance of Christ, Paul says in Corinthians. I love that, right? Well, our life needs to be salty and attractive, but it also needs to deal in truth because it is the truth that sets people free. And when we begin to share the truth, if people reject the truth, there's no need for us to take that personally. Remember, only those who the Holy Spirit draws come to the Father. Only those that the Holy Spirit draws are really open to the truth. So we don't really have to manage or try to control that. What we've got to do is allow Jesus to transform us and in grace, share the truth, and trust the Spirit of God to work through our lifestyle witness and through our testimony, our word witness, to draw people to the Father and to transform lives. Man, that's what it means to live out our faith and to make disciples of all the nations, right? That's the Great Commission. That's what we've been left here to do. And with the help of Christ, we can do it. Let me pray for you, Father. I pray for every person listening today. God, their desire is to connect with you, to be with you, to become like you so that we can do what you did. God, we trust that today as we are loving our coworkers and our family and our neighbors, as we're trying to live in a way that represents you, that honors you, that blesses the people that you've placed in our life, God, we pray that your spirit would work through our witness and testimony to draw people to the Father. God, help us to see where your Spirit is working. And God, we pray that you would also give us the courage to share the truth, knowing that sometimes the truth causes people to turn away from Christ. The truth is they're not turning away from us. They're turning away from Christ. And it's not our responsibility to try to manage all of that. We've got to be full, like Jesus, of grace and truth. Help us to do that well today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you guys again tomorrow.